Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. In a world of covert culinary criminal coalitions. Jean-Carlo. We chef. Reformed criminal and celebrity chef Butch Orson. Prepare the brigade. We chef. Is dragged back into the dark realm of criminal kitchens. Behind. When old rivals threaten his life's work. Corner. Butch is brought back. Hot. No, 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 no. For one. Last. Cook. Open Pandora's oven. Yes, Chef! John Wick meets Hell's Kitchen in Yes, Chef, a comedic actual play adventure of kooky culinary combat, refried revenge, and untold gastronomic horrors. Yes, Chef is out now on the Dungeons and Drimbus podcast feed. Butchie! A genuine pleasure to see ya. <laughs> the Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. everybody, Rev here. Just a few things before we get into today's episode. Uh, if you are listening to this on Wednesday the 21st, the day that it comes out, that means that tonight, or technically this afternoon and uh, early afternoon for those of you on the West Coast, uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern today over at twitch.tv slash the crit show, we are doing a subathon. Uh, and the goal of this subathon is to get our good buddy JGameZ and myself to go into a haunted house uh, with GoPros on. Uh, if you are a follower of our Twitch channel, you know that JGameZ is one of the jumpiest people when it comes to horror things, and he's never been to a haunted house before. I also, pretty famously, not a fan of scary things, even though I run a Monster of the Week show. So yeah, you can join us over there at twitch.tv slash show. It'll probably go from, um, I think, 4 to 10, maybe 11. Uh, we'll see if we can hit that sub goal to get us into this haunted house. And then the other thing I wanted to mention is also Twitch-related. This coming Monday, we've got episode three of Lucid Inc. So you can head over there to see what the Lucid Inc. team has to do next as we get rid of the things that go bump in the night inside of people's minds for a modest fee. And if you haven't seen the previous episodes of Lucid Inc., you can find all of those over at our YouTube page, youtube.com slash thecritshow. Uh, with that, it's time to get into the episode. Outside of the IPT cruiser, you have all seen this enormous gray six-legged bulldog slam the ground. And in your head, you have heard it say, get out. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Um, Of the planet or the ship? Are you asking the dog? Yes. I don't know if it can hear us in here. Yeah, does, 
Does the dog answer? It does not. Okay, well, despite all of the horrors we have seen, the part of my brain that firmly believes that a dog is my friend no matter what still exists. So I'm going to open the door of the ship and walk out. Yeah, I was more afraid of this thing before you said that it looked kind of like a dog. And now I'm feeling a little better about this. I don't think Rev would weaponize a dog against us. (laughs) I think we're mistaken, but (laughs) I'm going to go with it. Yeah, I think he knows would never hurt a dog. And that's the danger. That's the biggest danger here. (laughs) Then I guess we just die. (laughs) This is, you know, I mean, look, you know how in RPGs, a lot of the times you come up with what your character's flaw is. And I know that it's been really hard to identify any with me, but being too drunk. (laughs) Oh, I almost got a spit take. This whole table was almost covered in a refreshing squirt. No, please say that another way. Nope, keep it. Jake, you step outside and take two points of damage, armor defeating, (gasps) as an invisible force blows you backwards off of the stairs leading down into the force field that is closed at the back of the hangar. I hit the force field and I'm like, why? You you told me to get out. Can we still see the dog? Did it look like that's what hit Jake or something? He said invisible, right? Why don't you roll survey the scene? All right. Ten. You get a hold, too? Uh, what happened here? So, yes, this dog, it's a dog now, uh, this dog did not move. You were all watching it out the window as Jake opened the side door and exited. It did not move. It looked in his direction, and its eyes flared up, and then Jake tumbled backwards. So it seems like it does not have to physically move uh, to affect people. Uh, is there something important that I'm missing? You play that moment back in your mind of the dog's eyes flicking to Jake and them flaring. And you remember seeing that same flare in the dog's eyes come from much lower again, like mimicked below it in a space where there isn't anything. And as you focus in on that spot, you can see that there is a shadow being cast on the ground much, much smaller than that of the dog shadow. And I think you also see the size of the door behind the dog, which you have all come into and gone out of a number of times, much too small for this dog to have come through. But that's the side of the room it's on. I think I'm pointing this out. Tass, shadow there, beneath it, shoot there. Sure, whatever. And I'm going to run out the door and shoot where she pointed. All right, roll act under fire to run out the door that Jake was just blown away from, uh, weapon drawn. Yeah, fair. Eight. So you'll be able to get out and fire off your weapon, but you're going to take some damage, or the ship is going to take some damage, or you're going to be disarmed after it fires. Well, I can't think of a single one of my favorite sci-fi horror films where uh, the ship doesn't take damage at some point, so uh, I think that's what we're going to have to do. All right. You fake coming out the door. Like, you put the weapon out, pull back, and then move. And as you go out, this invisible wave crashes into the side of the ship, and it dents, and it dents right by the door, so you think it'd be hard to get a clean hull seal now. And what is your damage on this gun? Four. And you fire this off. Um, You do take one stress from dealing damage, but you don't have to roll inflict harm here because you've already created the opportunity. The blast fires out of your blast cannon and hits where Megan had directed it, and instantly, Kim and Megan inside of the cockpit, you see the image of the dog vanish, and... A woman about six and a half feet tall, silver skin, four black eyes, and what looks like 
a set of gills where her mouth would be is blown backwards into the door leading into the lobby. Uh, I want to get off this ship and go over to her. Okay. And for the record, I don't have a weapon out. Oh, okay. I think I'm going out to look at the damage on the ship. <laughs> How bad is this? It's not great. The damage was taken right by this seal for the door. Um, you would think it would take some time to repair it so that it could exit the atmosphere again. It is not my imagination that that description of this person is like a taller Arky. Correct. Cool. Kim, you come down the stairs and start running towards the woman. Um, what are you doing as you run towards her? Are you um, like describe this to me? I have my my hands up and I am going towards her saying, I'm so sorry. Are you all right? She looks up at you and wipes some green blood away from the corner of her mouth and starts to stand kind of shakily. That's not what I was expecting. Well, we were a little frightened. Sorry, we're not from a, a, a world that has creatures that are quite that big. We were scared. I'm, I'm so sorry. What were you expecting? I was expecting you to leave. Oh, <laughs> we thought you meant get get out, like get off of the ship, get out. That doesn't explain why he shot me if you thought I was saying get off the ship. Uh, well, because uh, you blasted one of our friends. I don't know. This just well, all yes, seems he like... he wasn't following orders. Yeah, this all seems like this was just a, a huge misunderstanding on like, on, I, I was about to say all of our parts, mostly, mostly our, like my, my, my friends and I, I'm so sorry. I'm Kim. Um, I, we would, we would love nothing more than to leave this planet, but we just, we have a few things that we need to do before we do. Trust me. I'm so, I'm so excited to leave. Well, what are you doing here? I got notification that all of the worker units went offline a couple of hours ago. Yeah, uh, they tried to kill us, so we had to... Well, sure, you're not supposed to be here. There's no one on the schedule. Yeah, but I don't think they were trying to kill us because we weren't on the schedule. Um, they were all taken over by some sort of scary scorpion thing. Like, they all they all had stingers in the backs of their neck. Well, that's what we make here, is scary scorpion things. Yeah, but is the forge staffed by them? I don't know. I don't work in the forge. Yeah, that's fair. I, I'm still... I'm. Like, walking up to her with the gun in my hand, but not pointed at her. Are you Arky's mom? All four of her eyes narrow. You better explain to me very quickly why you're trespassing on private property. Uh, because an evil entity from our world is using this planet to run a sort of energy transfer to do a horrible thing, and we're here to destroy it. He's using this facility. I should note that we're not trying to destroy... Like, we're not here to destroy the facility. We're just trying to locate, um, like, two more, <laughs> you're going to laugh when I say this, magic circles. Oh, you're not here to destroy the facility. That's interesting because my sensors show damage all over the place and all of my dead drones. Ah, uh, okay. Well, yeah, they're, they're not all dead. Uh, uh, number five is uh, completely functional and uh, it's still working. I wonder if he can create the orders by himself. No, but probably more workers. He didn't have a, a stinger in his neck, and the rest of them that did all, like, melted. Yeah, that was yeah. Dion's fault. Who's Dion? He was running the forge, and he wholesale tried to murder us, and we took him out, and the stingers that he put in the back of their necks to control all of them uh, disintegrated in some sort of, what, acid? Some sort of acid. It, and it, it, well, it destroyed all of the ones that had the stingers still in there neck that he put in it. Wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold, hold on. I'm so sorry. I'm putting together a lot of pieces. Ma'am, do you run the communication center? Yes. Hi. Great. So I, I'm assuming that you know 
the people or the drones who work at this entire facility. No, we are all kept compartmentalized. Interesting. Okay. I was about to make a logic leap that the reason why you didn't know Dion is because Dion was not supposed to be here. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're you're a telepath. Yes. I'm a telepath. Well, I mean, not right now, but normally I am. She narrows her eyes at you as well. Well, like back back home, I don't have I don't have my abilities here on this planet, but normally I do. And it, it just it's really it's really cool to meet somebody else who also. Yeah. You don't have them on this planet. Do you get your telepathy from your special yellow sun or something? No, I get my telepathy from the essence of an entity that was killed. Drugs. No. It does sound like drugs. It sounds like it drugs. Does. Yeah, but no. But okay, you're a telepath, so like you can read thoughts. Yes. Okay. So can you like read our thoughts and like confirm for yourself that we we don't mean you harm and we're here of goodwill? Or we could even take you down to number five and you could read through number five's thoughts if they have thoughts or like a database. I don't know, and like confirm what number five has experienced, and then you know we can all be pleased on the same page. Or we could just give her the memory pill. <laughs> that only works up till when TJ created it. Ah, uh, fuck. Or I can feed you a wonderful legend of the hero TJ. <laughs> her eyes begin to sparkle like there is glitter in them. Ooh. Tass, this looks familiar to you. And she scans over all four of you. And it feels like someone has hit you with a sun lamp. Mm. Just very briefly as her gaze falls across you, it's warm and comforting. And then it goes away. All right, so this facility is housing something that's not the intent of those who hired me, something that's not part of the Alkali Corporation. So I suppose it's all right that you're here because that would be a problem eventually. What exactly are you looking for now? We're trying to find another circle similar to the ones that we found already and disrupt it and get out. We had reason to believe that circle might be in the data center. Why is that? Well, it's sort of a necessary layout so we know where two of these points where we can extrapolate where the third might be we've got a really good chalk drawing in here on the floor if you want to see it oh also we have a med bay on our ship you look kind of banged up it's the least we could do she scowls and starts walking towards the ship oh i'm sorry what was your name mari nice to meet you yes nice to meet you as well megan right you already know our names because of the yep oh this is great and it's not a drug it's a dead god yeah Interesting. Wow, you so you saw everything, not just like the last 24 hours. Well, that was particularly interesting, so I thought I'd dig a little deeper. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you about it, but I get it. It's easier if you just look. Uh, and she heads up into the ship. So where's this diagram? I'll lead her back to it. And she looks at it. So what, what, are, what are these? So we got the, right, here's the uh, product testing. And this little square is the forge where number five is still chilling. And... Back under here is where there's uh, one of the circles. And so if we find the circle here at product testing with this one that I found, we sort of triangulate based on the shape of the, you know, the whole factory situation. Mm. And that puts, well, your area, kind of the third corner. That's not where my area is located. Beans. What? Uh, the communication center is almost three times that distance away. It's in the right direction, but it's much further away. Well, what would be in... About this area. Nothing. Just huh. like the planet's surface? Yes. Hmm. Well, that doesn't bode well. What if he just found something terrifying on the surface? Well, not much can survive on the surface. There's 
very dense molten rain that happens. It's been happening uh, with a very long consistency, actually, right above the communication center. Forgive me, but you did say not much. That's true. Okay. I was out there for a couple of minutes and I was fine, I think. <laughs> I seem to be fine. She grows another head. <laughs> as, she's, as the sentence comes out of her mouth, it starts coming out of both of the mouths. <laughs> um, Wait, before you go off on whatever you were getting ready to say, did you say you knew <laughs> my son? Yeah, I got knocked out for a little bit and he showed up in my like dreamscape. My, um, how we call it, sort of a mind palace. And he, he was there and sort of confused and thought it was his house, but it was clearly like my house from childhood. So I don't know if he was just sort of perceiving it differently, if he was also asleep and came into my mind is what it felt like. I see. Yes, we had some workers here for quite a number of years and he would pop into their dreams, but it's been quite a while since it's happened. I'm surprised he didn't mention it to me. Kids. Yes. He was very, very nice. He is. I'm sorry. Go on. Thank you. Uh, is there anything about that distance in like the opposite direction? Like what could make the other point of a triangle? Not that I know of. Okay, so I'm just looking at it and like walking around it again to like see are any one of these points like the center point and I'm thinking about it wrong. Does that make sense? That's what I was wondering. Yeah, you don't get that sense from moving around and looking at it and from the like specific runes that you found on yours and Megan and Jake saw on theirs, you know that the runes at the middle are different because they're accepting that transference of energy. Right, right. While they're explaining all of this, can I start working on figuring out how to work on the ship so I can at least get some progress done before we have to leave again? So you're taking yourself out of the conversation to work on the ship? Correct. Okay. Uh, so roll user repair and advanced item. This is going to take hours. Is this a stressful situation? No, I don't think so. Okay. Ten. Yeah, so you will be able to repair it with what you have on hand. Um, in total, it's going to take about six hours. Okay, so we know for sure that the circles that we have seen so far at this facility were the outside points of the triangle. Yes. Okay, so are we just roughing it across the planet's surface? Uh, do we do we want to... Oh, do we want to go to the data center, assuming you will let us go there, Mari, uh, and maybe look for another one of those secret passages or, or tunnels or whatever? Yeah, it seems weird to me that it wouldn't at least originate from a part of this facility. It just doesn't really seem like the MO. Yeah. So I don't know if it's something to do with, like, yes, there is another secret passage that's going to lead us back, or if there's some weird, like... I, distance dilation that happens or like I don't know I mean I think our best bet though is to still check the data center although it seems like we do still need to be worried about a creature loose somewhere above wherever the forge was so do we want to start with that before the trail goes cold or just kind of hope that doesn't come back to bite us literally or metaphorically looking even at this little diagram and just thinking about what we can actually see out here is there anything above that spot, I mean, that was like a full half hour walk past the forge. Like, my my thought is that that's also just the planet surface. Correct, yeah. Okay. I feel like we don't necessarily need to hunt that down, but now that that circle is broken, whatever's there can roam. You know what I mean? So, like, there is a chance it can get to us, whatever it is, whoever it is. So, I, yeah, I don't know. It just, 
anything straight up from that either has to be more tunnels or something, or it's something else on the surface. Like, there's no facility spots there. I mean, product testing wasn't on the surface, though. Right. But, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, but it is a mapped part of the facility, and there's nothing out there that is that. Yeah. I'm just saying that if they got to be on the same elevation, it probably wouldn't be on the surface, right? It's still got to be subterranean somewhere. Well, I mean, again, pockmarked planet surface here oh. could be in a crater, in a whatever. I mean, th- this is some distance. You know, that was a, a hell of a ride and a tram even going fast. Like, that, yeah. we, we've got some elevation we can play with here, unfortunately. I want to look at Mari. What causes this precipitation on this planet, this sort of molten? Just the environment. It's always been this way, but it's, like I said, it's been pretty consistent the last three years. Are there volcanoes on the surface of this planet? Yeah, some. Oh God, what if one of them's in the base of a volcano? That does that does sound like maybe like something that Nash would do, yes. <laughs> um, Mari, how long have you been staying here at this facility? A little over four years. Wow, that's a long time. Um, do you happen to know of any like what sort of creatures are on the planet's surface? I know that the immortals aren't from here, but does anything live out here? Yes, nothing that comes anywhere near the facilities. Um, they've taken very strong measures to keep them away, keep them safe. I've never seen any of the things that live on the surface, but it was always highly suggested to us not to leave the facility, that we would not survive coming into contact with anything that was able to survive on this planet for very long. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like the kind of thing we are probably looking for. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I'm on board with the idea that we should start with the data center and see what we can find to see if anything leads away from there. Mari, is that okay? May we come with you and check out your facility? Jake, why don't you roll influence someone? Okay. Uh, well, I've rolled trash. <gasps> so that's a four. Can I help him? Go on. Um, By like, just, just following up that, you know, we, we really don't want to mess with this place. And like, your son was so kind to me and we, we see you're all just doing your jobs and... We just want to get in and out as fast as possible to save lives. And so, like, whatever you need from us, you can stay in our minds the whole time to see our intent as it plays out. I don't even know if you can do that, but that, like, we, we're we on the same team here, sort of, you know? We we don't want to mess with you, hurt you. We just want to get out, like you ordered. <laughs> yeah, roll assist. Okay. Nine. That'll, that'll get me up to a five. So I'm going to just spin the intuition because this, oh, this seems essential. Jake's like, I can't not make friends with someone. (laughs) She looks at you all for a long moment and then sighs and nods her head in the direction of the door and turns and starts to head out. Yay! New friends! I say aloud. (laughs) (laughs) Are you staying to work or are you going with the group? You've got in about a solid 10 minutes so far out of your six hours. Yeah, Yeah, I want to be on the show, so I guess I'm I'm going with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so mark down, you've got seven minutes done so far of that six hours. Okay, great. Roll a D10. That's how many minutes you've got done. <laughs> I I can't wait until we have done everything and we are like, all, all of the monsters of this planet are trying to like wreck our shit and we can't leave the planet. <laughs> You're welcome. It's going to end up being a race between us fixing the shit before the fucking liaison gets here. Oh, we still no. got like two days for that. Yeah, we have, we have we have days yeah. for that. And surely Dion was telling the truth about calling a liaison to help you with your business order. Listen, <laughs> just because I didn't think of that doesn't mean you have to throw it in my face in front of our friends. 
Strange happenings are occurring in the world of Exandria. Slayed creatures and beasts from days of yore are returning to the land of the living, and it's up to a band of unlikely heroes to re-slay them. Welcome to the Re-Slayer's Take. Join Jasmine Bular, Jasmine Chung, Jasper Cartwright, and Caroline Lux alongside Game Masters Nick Williams and me, George Primavera, in this Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition role-playing adventure through Critical Role's fantasy world of Exandria. But don't worry, you won't need to know the rules to follow this story. All you need to know is that nothing the players do is scripted or planned, and their fates are determined by their own cleverness and the roll of a 20-sided die. So what the heck are you waiting for? Adventure awaits in the Re-Slayers take. New episodes drop weekly on Mondays wherever you stream your podcasts. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Civilized and Realms of Peril and Glory. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. She goes down the stairs and heads into the lounge and goes over and touches a spot on the far wall. A hole opens up in the wall that goes straight down into the ground. It's going to be quite a walk. I think like she goes over to the to the welcome center and looks at the computer and is like, man, you guys really fucked this what computer the hell up. <laughs> huh, I wasn't privy to this one yet. <laughs> She, she opens up the secret passageway and instead of it being a roller coaster, this time it's some other amusement park ride. <laughs> it's just, it's a carousel. It's like a bunch of different horses. Enormous carousel. <laughs> I will follow in. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Is there any conversation you want to have with her on the way? Because it's about a three hour walk. God damn. They don't have golf carts or anything. <laughs> She's not meant to come here. Wait, sorry. So you, you walked here? You walked all this distance here? Yes, I left as soon as I got notification that the workers had gone offline. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would that would time out then. Wow. Speaking of, do you have any workers out there, or is it just you and Arky? Just myself and Arky. We have a repair unit in case anything breaks down. But other than that, so everyone else at this facility are they all drones? Like, are 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 you and Arky the only, um, I guess, beings here? Yes, it's a uh, Somewhat recent change, about three years ago. You said you've been here about four years, right? Mm-hmm. Where were you before that? On oh, my home planet. What was it like? Not like this. It was much cooler. It's mostly water. It was so cool. Sick as hell, bro. Sick as hell. Everyone had sunglasses. <laughs> I want to go there. So what happened to three years ago so that you and Arky are now the only um, non-drones here? I'm not sure. They just decided to automate the entire place Um with the exception of the communications array. It's difficult to automate something like that with any kind of precision, a trusting AI to make appointments and make judgment calls based off of a buyer's history and things like that. They just didn't feel comfortable doing it. So who is it that you communicate with? The buyers, the owners of the company. Gotcha. I can't help but wonder if our special friend had anything to do with this change, setting up all of these circles. Oh, that could be. When you say the owners of the company, uh, who is that? Oh, I don't know. I just report to the Alkali Corporation. Does the name Grigory Nash mean anything to you? No. 
Binari? No. Okay. Mercury? Does that name mean anything to you? It's a metal. Okay. But also a liquid? Yeah. I think it's just three hours of Jeff and Eddie. I was waiting for one more. I was going to go, well, that's my son's father. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff Jeff and and Eddie. Eddie. That's how my species works, baby. They do everything together, you know? Our DNA is three spirals instead of two. (laughs) One set of eyes are his father's. One set of eyes are his mother's. And then his hair is his other father's. I mean, honestly, I... I think a lot of this would just be like asking about where she came from, like talking about our world. Um, I mean, now that she's read our minds, she might know that we are extra planar entities. Yeah, I think that is an element that she does not grasp right away. That as you're talking about your planet, she's like, I've never heard of Earth. Where? What solar system is it located in? Soul? The sun one. It's just, it's just called Soul. We named it because we're... Pretty self-centered. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yes. Space travel, we, we've only traveled within our own solar system. Uh, so, oh. yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I know that doesn't sound very impressive to like people who like live in space, but that's where we're at. I mean, technically we all live in space, but <laughs> so what do you do for fun? I play with my son, watch movies, play games. <gasps> Man, I wish we were here long enough for me to watch a movie from this world. How great would that be? What's your favorite one? Can you just give me like a quick synopsis? We're here for three hours. Yeah, yeah. My favorite one is probably Fire on Ragnar 17. Uh, it's about this man who comes out of retirement uh, because his planet is on fire and he has dedicated himself uh, ever since his children and wife were uh, burned to death in a fire that he thought he had controlled. It was out of control. It, it had buried itself deep beneath the surface of the planet and reemerged years later. And he's retired and he's like, I'm not, I can't do this anymore. Uh, and he finds out he has an estranged daughter that he didn't know about and she lives on that planet. And so he is brought in by the Galactic Council to rescue all of the people from this planet. <laughs> well, don't stop now. It sounds like it's getting good. Well, I don't want yeah. to spoil anything. In case you get a chance to watch it. You know, I think I've seen that one, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And then I recount the entire plot of Jurassic Park. (laughs) Does any of this sound familiar? That sounds like the place that I work. does. Yeah. That's what I thought you might might like. It's my favorite movie. Well, that didn't end well for them. It ended okay. For the dinosaurs, it sounds like, but not for the people. Well. Only the people that mattered. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you think about it, the ones that ended up respecting the dinosaurs, they lived. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ones that understood the, the what they were doing, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're saying that the droids that all died, those were the people in the movie that died, and I'm this uh, Jeff Goldblum? Uh, Yeah, sure. Perfect. I don't know. I, based on what she does, she's more like the Samuel L. Jeff. You know what? I'm going to stop. Yeah, don't. But let, it, let her be Jeff Goldblum. Don't yep. take that away yep, from yep, someone. Yep, 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 yep. I sure feel like I should have something that matters to ask or converse about. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? pathway look like are we like just straight up in like a dugout tunnel like tasks went through before or is this like structured it's structured there are tons of cables running through here um it seems like the maintenance hatch that you were not able to access before Mm, okay how far underground do we think we are maybe 15 feet i'm just trying to think of like when we get to the point where we think might be the distance between the two spots like we know it's somewhere in between where we left and the data center Uh if like at that point, there's any sort of like access panels or some sort of exit that we might find an entrance to where we're trying to get to. Why don't you all survey the scene? 
we're going to assume that this first half hour has passed with the description of uh, the movie and Jurassic Park. Um, <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of get to that area where you think this is about the distance that it would be. Okay. We're only half an hour in. <laughs> Don't worry. There are several more Jurassic Park movies. I am <laughs> prepared. Five. No. Can I assist with the time that I've spent, like, examining the hidden panels and stuff mm-hmm. in the Welcome Center? Like, oh, I'm, sure, sure. I'm giving a more detailed eye of, like, what to look for. Yeah, and you're, like, checking your pedometer to see how many steps it's been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My pedometer that I famously, you know, that we've established <laughs> yeah. repeatedly that I wear. Accessory. Jake is big on steps. <laughs> it's one of the ones that they give you for, like, the presidential fitness test in school. <laughs> it's just clipped on my belt. Always. I mean, eight, but still not enough. Oh, this is so important. I I think I've got to spend intuition. All right, you get a hold, too. Is there something important that I'm missing? You don't find anything that seems like it leads out of the tunnel, but you do hear, coming from above you, the constant sound of something that Tass heard in the moments before he woke up. The sound of this molten rain hitting the ground, and it doesn't stop or shift it is just constant a constant drumming uh would i know anything that's related to this so i think going back to the conversations that you've had the only thing that clicks in your mind as you try to connect this to something is that mari told you that this storm has been consistent and hasn't seemed to move in almost three years Okay, so then at the beginning of The Lost World, there's this little girl and she's going out and then she's feeding bits of her sandwich to all these like little compies, right? But then they start... Wait, 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 hold on. Do you guys hear this? It's like sound, like the rain or something? Yes. This is like about how far it's been from the Welcome Center, right? This is where the circle should be. I don't see any way for us to get up there, but like this is pretty consistent. And like Mari, didn't you say that this had been going on for like years now? Yes, this particular storm came in about three years ago. It's... Very large. It covers almost this entire area and covers part of the communication center and hasn't moved. Did it first show up around the time that this facility was otherwise automated besides you? Yeah. So it's a constructed storm. Yeah, or like a creature causing the storm, like an elemental. Yeah, and if it's like trapped here with a circle, then it wouldn't be able to go anywhere. It would just stay in the same place. Well, the scope of that circle that you just described, Mari, that sounds bigger than what we've encountered so far, doesn't it? So what if the storm is not the creature that Nash is siphoning power from? It's just a way to protect the circle that something else is in. Or whatever is in the circle is creating the storm that spreads out around the source. Oh yeah, that could be. Either either of those. Wait, you said that the storm hits the data center, right? Yes, just the edge of it where Arky's room is. Okay, well, if it reaches that far, that's still about, what, two and a half hours from here? So that if there was a creature creating the storm stuck here where we are now, assuming it would be the center of the storm, that should have completely encapsulated the welcome center. And it didn't. So whatever's in this circle, I don't think is making the storm. Yeah, so that would have to mean that the very edge of the storm gets to this circle so its source is somewhere else is probably not the creature. But maybe as Kim said, yes, this is just cover. Like maybe by putting the circle right on the edge of the storm, it's not impossible to get to, but it's difficult to get to. Like somebody who was ready for it could make their way into the storm, do their thing and out. But somebody who's not ready for it would get got. Yeah. Uh, you said that we were like 15 feet below ground as far as we can tell. Yeah. So 
does that track with like where product testing the big circle was and i guess we don't we don't know like where tas was in relation to the big circle but like would it be reasonable to surmise that the large circle is above us like on the surface of the planet or did product testing feel like it was deeper than this and we would have to assume that the main circle is below us yeah product testing seemed deeper and if product testing felt lower maybe there's a smaller circle level with where tas was from what tas experienced walking out of the barracks and walking uphill underground you still think that right now you would be lower than he was but he also wasn't at the surface so 15 feet above you seems too high Okay, so where Tass found his circle is above where we are right now, but wouldn't be, as far as we know, the surface of the planet. But Correct. also where Jake and Megan found the circle in product testing is below where yeah, we are now. Yeah, it's way too low. Way below. Okay. Right. So, okay, if we know that product testing was way lower, like, I don't know how far down we were, Jake, but it was pretty far down, right? Yeah. Okay, so Tass, you found your little circle right there was nothing nothing in there nothing drawing power from it but if we think there's a creature maybe above on the surface and then a big circle below in product testing maybe there's a smaller circle that lines up with your tunnel circle oh god yeah right i have been thinking about this i think backwards because of course yeah so product testing was way below where we have to assume a bigger one was connected to the little one so they can't be the two on the same plane no, the product testing can't be level with anything, I think. But if there was a smaller circle above it, that could match up with your tonal circle. And then there's another one right here. And we're only, what, 15 feet below the surface? So if there's one in between here and the surface, like like at the bottom of a crater, like there's all this stuff going up there. We saw there was pockmarks everywhere when we landed. That would put it below the surface of the planet, but above where we are now. And it would make sense with this repeated thunderous impact above us. Did the top of the product testing chamber, like, was the ceiling about at the level we're talking about? The level of where Tass found something and... And where maybe a little bit above our heads would be? Jake, just give me a straight head roll. Ooh, boxcars. Yes, I will say absolutely that hearing Tass describe where this is, the diagram that you all drew, and knowing how far you are below ground right now, and Megan's idea of a crater above you... Yes, those three planes all align. And just as a reminder to those listening, because it's been literally since season one, episode four, since we really talked about this in any kind of depth. I guess we did touch on it a bit when Tass kind of went on his solo adventure to find the other circles. Uh, but the spell ultimately needs three circles that are the same size on the same plane for the spell to work. And there are circles that can be placed above or below the active important circle that's sole purpose is to, you know, make a larger or smaller version of the main active circle to accomplish that goal of the three circles of the same size on the same plane. <laughs> we did it! We figured it out. Let's go home, gang. Let's get out of here. So, okay, if the third matching circle is in a crater, then... Either it's holding something that it's drawing power from, or there's an even larger circle on the surface that something else is in. But at least we know where the main ones are. Okay, well, do we need to continue going to the data center now? Because we just need to get to the surface. Well, maybe there's some way at the data center that we can figure out how to 
turn off this storm. Something is manifesting it. Something has been keeping it going constantly for three years. And if it was done as a way to protect or hide this third circle, I mean, yeah, we have to get to the surface, but how are we going to get through? I don't know. Just the idea of figuring out a way to endure the storm seemed a lot simpler in my head than (laughs) finding a way to deactivate the storm. Also, keep in mind, if we're going to try to fly out to this, we have to worry about the, you know, ground to air defense system as well. So we would have to walk this in the storm. Also, it's going to take a long time to fix the ship, actually. Yeah, like five five hours, 53-ish minutes. <laughs> Approximately. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mari, is there a way that we could get like access so that our ship wouldn't be seen as a threat and we wouldn't have to worry about being shot down? No. Okay. I mean, yes. But I still have to live here after you leave, and if I give your ship clearance, I'm probably getting fired. What if you come join our menagerie of NPCs back in our world? I've seen them in your mind's eye. <laughs> I'm not impressed. I'll pass. They're, I've seen them. They're rad. You have a deal. <laughs> Is there a way that we could turn them off without you being implicated as having helped us? I think it would still result in me losing my job. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm on account of letting us through security one way or another. Correct. Either gross negligence or incompetence, either way. I mean, I might be able to whip up something that can travel us along the surface and keep us protected from the storm. Oh, this is just so frustrating. It's right here. It's like a couple of feet right above our heads. I'm just thinking this is my moment as I look up at the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, with this ridiculous gun. Wow. Never has a moment been purer than this i i want it to happen so anyway i started blasting (laughs) shoot that ceiling the tunnel instantly fills with poison gas from the surface and fire rain yay again this is not stone so the idea of tash shooting through the ceiling to the surface of the planet is pretty sick i know (laughs) (laughs) really all we have to do is dig high enough to where It's not quite to where it breaks the surface. Plant a delayed explosive. Get out of the tunnel. She turns and she's like, I left my son alone. (laughs) You're welcome to stay here or come visit me. Goodbye. (laughs) Thank you. Yep. I think there's this whole other section that we haven't even checked out yet. And who knows what we're going to learn that might help us. We don't have a ship that works. And if we had one that worked, we'd have to fly it through basically like meteors and missile defense systems. So I don't see how that's even an option right now i mean what if we just go rig up some like surface suits like we can walk our way out from the hangar you know it's a half hour walk either way or thereabouts can you describe the storm a bit more like i am meteor shower with the consistency of fire rain like it's that dense so it's not like it's that to me does not imply walkable yeah that's what i was gonna say like if we think we could dodge these on foot and like step around where we think they're going to impact sure but it sounds a bit more intense than that yeah. that's why i kept thinking like if this has been constructed we have to get rid of it it's like on mythbusters when they tried to run through the rain and just got wetter huh yeah that makes sense yeah i mean it doesn't help our issue with the fire rain but Jake, when you were talking to those smugglers, how did they get past the security system? Is that something that we could replicate? Uh, They just said they had a device on their ship that somebody on their team back home made, and it had like a timer on it, I think. Like they were in a hurry to get out before 
it stopped protecting them and they got shot down anyway. I mean, I could try and put something like that together. But also, our ship is the only way that we get back to our home. If it gets ripped up in fire rain, we're stuck here. Well, and as Mari just said, if we pull that off, she's fired one way or another. So not that her job is necessarily as important as the lives of billions, but... No, I mean, I mean, think about it. Her job is still to make these armies for Alkali Corps. That's true. So. Yeah, but she's a single mom. You know? I know. You got to do what you got to do out here. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Maybe we go to Data Center. Maybe there's something to figure out as far as a trick that we're not thinking about. Like maybe there is a hack or something that doesn't necessarily get Mari in trouble. She's walked away, right? You said she's yeah, walked she's away. Left. Yeah. She's long since left us. Cool. But if we can't figure that out, maybe we do have to figure out a way to trick the system and maybe Mari gets in trouble, but that might be a price we have to pay. Then we head back. We spend the time fixing the ship. I might be able to put something together that is going to shield it literally from the impacts of the meteors. I mean, there's energy shields around the buildings. Maybe we can look into how those are constructed and oh, yeah. base it off of that. Okay. This seems like a working plan. Go to go to data, see if we can figure out anything new. If not, see if we can figure out how to bypass the security measures. Come back, tinker, tinker, tinker. Fly out, destroy circle. I mean, worst case, we just go back to Tassus Tunnel and dig straight until we hit... <laughs> Until we hit the other ones. We'll just uh, <laughs> we'll just carve our way through. It'll be great. Just dig dug this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Works for me. Uh, and I want to take out my thermal knife and just make a little like X on the floor right here just to like mark the spot. It doesn't. <gasps> well, uh, I'm just slapping at it. <laughs> we talked about everything that's running through here. Mm. It seems like this is a very heavily protected area because of all the data wires and everything that runs through here. Well, this answers another problem that we were thinking about of just trying to dig up through this. How is the knife stymied? Like, is there a very thick material over the data wires or is there some kind of like energy shield protecting this area? Just the metal when he tries to carve the floor, it doesn't give. Okay. I hand him uh, another candy cigarette. Whatever works. And I will try to make another little mark. Oh, with the chalk? Yeah. Okay. Onward? Yep. Yep. We run to get... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She's running. Mari! To stay away. <laughs> Mari, stop! Uh, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. She's throwing caltrips. <laughs> uh, so two and a half hours pass. <laughs> and you all arrive at a door. I knock. There's a brief moment, and then you see a small camera above the door turn and look at you, and then the door slides open. All right. Head on through. You walk into this first room, and it's just a large metal square. And as... The four of you come into the room, the door closes behind you, and a spray starts to come out of the walls. Um, it is decontaminating you. It stops, and then the door at the other end opens. Proceed. You go through the door, and there is a three-foot-tall kid standing there. He has silver skin, a bald head, flat ears uh, that are stuck to the side of his head, four black pupilless eyes, and again, these what look like gills where his mouth should be. Oh, hey, Tess. Hey, Arky. My mom said maybe you were going to come visit. And so we have. Hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Hey, dude. Hi. Thanks for looking out for our friend Tass. We appreciate it. Yeah, I petted his dog. Dog. And I ate some of the things from his fridge. I love doing that. <laughs> um, they are my two favorite things. Uh, is your mom around? Yeah. What do you guys want to do? 
We don't really know. We need to look around and uh, play game, or do you want to read a book? Or oh, uh, yeah, I want to pull out my tarot deck, which I imagine is just a large set of playing cards right now. Uh, I can teach you French tarot if you want. What card game? Oh, okay. Yeah, let's go to my room. Sounds good, man. And he starts leading you all through the through this hallway. Uh, there are three doors on the right, three doors on the left, and he goes into the first door on the left. Oh, no, just, uh, like I went through, remember the door? I went through the door and oh. I like saw through your eyes, I think, for a second. Oh. Before being violently repelled out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What are uh, what are all these other doors, Arky? Where do these all go? Other bedrooms, but they're empty. Well, except that one. That one goes to a hallway where mom works. Okay, I think we're going to like walk around and check the place out. Go say hi to your mom while uh, Kim shows you this game. Okay. Have fun. Okay. Yeah, let's head towards where Mari is. Yeah, the three of you head out of this room uh, down to the end of this hallway and open the last door on the right. And there is an enormous room here, a large circular room that has a oval desk in the middle of it uh, with a hole in the center. And Mari is sitting at the center in this hole. Um, and there are computer monitors all around her and two giant banks of terminals on both walls. And she spins in her chair and, and looks back at you. Welcome. Wow, this is so impressive. Thanks. I work here 12 hours a day. <laughs> oof a doof. <laughs> you need to join a union. Don't I know it. Um, does it seem like any of this stuff can be interacted with like by us, or is it kind of exclusively from the, the console area Mari's in? Yeah, it seems like it's all controlled from her desk. Uh, well, we're trying to find out some way that we can safely navigate the surface. Would that be anything that's in your databases here, Mari? Well, I mean, safely navigating the surface isn't that difficult as long as you've got some kind of life support system and you stay out of the storm. Are there life support systems on site? Uh, I've got one for myself and Arky. Uh, how difficult would those be to manufacture or something that would do a similar job? I have no idea. Could I take a look at the ones that you have and just get an idea of how they work? Uh, Sure. You're not going to break it or anything? No, no, no. Okay. Probably, probably not. Unless I have to roll dice, then maybe. Oh, you're going to have to roll dice. Oh, cool. Uh, probably not. Well, that's not true either, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I will do my best not to. Roll influence someone. With a minus eight. Yeah, with a minus one. <laughs> Three. Yeah, I'm not comfortable. Those are the only systems we have in case something goes wrong. I would, I'd rather you didn't. Fair enough. Is there anything in the database that might help us weather the storm? Assuming we had a way to stay safe on the surface in the first place? I mean, the database is really just all of the information on clients and the types of creatures that are built here, emails, accounts, things like that. It's all routed to the company. Mm. You don't have anything that monitors the planet, the atmosphere, the weather? I had some things that monitored. Ever since the storm arrived, I've had to bounce it uh, off of one of the planetary nebulas. Um, and so the readings are a little imprecise. And she reaches over to her console and she flips a switch. The front wall and the ceiling all roll back pretty quickly. And you can see the edge of the storm and the surrounding landscape. This used to be kind of a beautiful view, but now that the storms come in, I keep it closed most of the time because staring at that too long didn't feel like it did great things for my psyche. Can I, like study the storm like having a direct look at it from down here and see if i have any idea of what is causing it or if it could be messed with yeah why don't you roll survey the scene 
Seven. Could I try to help just like, as we're looking at this, talking to him about like the storms that we saw Nash manufacture up at the North Pole and like just kind of talking about the theory behind it and the things that we're seeing? Yeah, roll assist. Okay. Fourteen. Reroll your lowest. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, That brings me up to an 11. All right, you get a hold too. Is there something important that I'm missing? As you're standing here inside of the communication center looking out of this giant window at the storm, you remember her telling you that it has arrived in the last three years and not moved. And just off in the distance, you can see that turquoise light of the planetary nebula. And some energy comes off of it and moves through the atmosphere above the area where this storm is. And for a brief moment, as this energy passes through, you can see the shimmering outline of a flying structure above the storm, a structure that is invisible. Flying how? The storm hasn't moved in three years, so if this structure is generating the storm, it must be in synchronous orbit with the planet. Uh, What can help me? As you're eyeballing this area of the sky where you have seen this invisible structure and looking back in the direction of the tower that's now about three hours away, you realize that your trajectory into the planet came so close to it, you probably almost hit it on your entry into the atmosphere, which means if you flew back along that same path, you could fly your ship directly to it. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The influence of Freemasonry is undeniable, but who are these mysterious apron-wearing craftsmen, and what are they up to? For centuries, hater-ass conspiracy theorists have attempted to answer these questions. Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason, starring Zane Schacht as Randy Dunning, Lauren Grace Thompson as Gail Kruger, and Matthew Woodcock as Walter Clay. I just want to go on the record right now and say that I, Randy Dunning, am 100% anti-gravity. Like, subscribe, and share your way to the truth when two flat earthers kidnap a Freemason.